Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue in our study of Paul's letter to the Ephesians. Today we begin one of those marvelously precise and intricate sentences from the inspired pen of the Apostle Paul. In the Greek, all of verses 11 through 16 is one sentence. We're going to talk about the unity team leaders that God designed into his plan for the church the body of Christ. Please listen to Pastor Jim as he teaches today's segment of this week's message entitled, Unity Team Leaders. Now, there are a number of heretical groups in this generation who say, and that's the problem. We need apostles today. And so there are people um, trying to reinvent apostles today. There's a movement known as the N-A-R, not the N-R-A, the N-A-R, the New Apostolic Reformation. And they are uh, believing that there are, that God is now raising up a new generation of apostles. And there are similar mindsets among nearly every bizarre group within the fringes of the charismatic movement and the word faith movements. Um, I just checked yesterday, and I verified that you can go online and get training to become an apostle. It takes two months, two months, mind you. Um, I didn't, I refused to click any further and see how much it costs. I was afraid my email address might be captured. Um, It's absolute silliness. It's theological fantasy land. It's denying 1,900 years of absolute consensus among the body of Christ to say that we are making new apostles today. I I would say as a rule of thumb, it's wise for you to ignore and or run away from anything in this generation that you see has the term apostolic attached to it, uh, unless they're using it in the sense of apostolic doctrine, like the teaching of the, uh, of the apostles. Everything else that has apostolic on it, you can, you can be about 99.9% sure it's going to be ultra-charismatic um, uh, bad theology that you won't want to be part of. All right, that's the apostles. The second position on this team, prophets. Second position group, if you will, if we're going to have our team meeting. Acts 4.11, he gave some as the apostles and some as the prophets. Now, remember how I just told you the word apostle isn't a translation. It came into English by transliterating from the Greek alphabet to the other. The real meaning is one sent by, uh, uh, one sent with a commission. And it creates some ambiguity that we have this transliterated invented word rather than the translated meaning of a word. Well, guess what? You also know the Greek word for prophet. 
You want to guess it? Prophetes. You always got to put a different ending on it to make to sound scholarly there. Um, the, the, they didn't translate it. It, it. They transliterated it. Took it from the Greek alphabet into uh, the English alphabet. The, the, um, uh, there's a verb and a noun form of it, as you might not, not be surprised. The verb form comes with the preposition pro, P-R-O. We have that in English, for, and Fami, one of the verbs for speaking. So it literally means to speak before. And when you say that, a lot of people think, oh yeah, prophet. They, they tell things that happen before they happen. Well, a, a tiny fraction of, biblical, of the biblical work of prophets is when God gives revelation about something that hasn't happened yet. That predictive prophecy, it's a real thing. Come on Wednesday nights, you're right in the thick of it, and we're right in the thick of it in, in uh, Daniel chapter 2, and God never gets it wrong. He tells exactly what is going to happen. But the, the basic meaning of the word, if you were going to translate it instead of transliterating it, it would be something much more like spokesman, singular or plural, one who speaks forth to others. These are others whom God used in speaking ministries empowered by the Holy Spirit. Um, from what little is said about them in the New Testament, what we can uh, ascertain if we're going to distinguish between apostles and prophets, um, the prophets seem to have worked primarily in one local place, in one local congregation, whereas the apostles were sent to specifically spread the word. So one is more traveling, one is more local. That, that pretty much fits the, the data that we have. So these aren't sent ones. They would speak forth the apostles' doctrine, and they would uh, edify the body of believers. Now, God specifically used them in that era when the church of, of uh, Jesus Christ was being built. It still is being built, but when it had been started... And the scriptures were not completed yet. You have the apostles receiving the revelation, some of them writing it down for us that becomes the New Testament scripture. And in the meantime, you have these spokesmen who speak according to those words. And when you read what is required of the, the, the prophets, they, they didn't um, specifically say, the Lord says this to you. They taught what was being said and um, their message was to be judged by the other prophets. They were accountable to each other to make sure that together the prophets would compare what they taught with what the apostles taught and wrote so that there would be um, uniformity and accountability. Um, those, um, uh, they, they had to conform to the teaching that was extant, both Old Testament Scripture and what was at that time received from the apostles. Um, if there was any sense in which prophets received divine revelation, we don't know of them being used by God to write down new revelation, but we know that it was completed with the completion of the New Testament, or it was ended with the completion of um, the New Testament. Now, to stick with the historical concept, context, which we must always do, we should take this reference to the teaching of the apostles and prophets in light of 
what Paul has already said in the previous chapter about connecting his ministry with the ministry of all of the apostles, with the ministry of Jesus, with the work of God begun long, long ago. There is this seamless connection from the Old Testament era to the New Testament era, and a significant part of that connection is the ministry of the apostles and prophets. What am I referring to? Well, you've got to think back a couple of months ago, we were in chapter 3, and Paul wrote, we saw here, he's talking about the mysteries. There's the, the kingdom program of God. There are mysteries, things that not known before that are now being made known. And he says this, by referring to this, chapter 3, verse 4, when you read, you can understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which in other generations was not made known to the sons of men as it has now been revealed to His holy apostles and prophets in the Spirit. My friends, we're not part of something brand new. We're part of something gloriously old. This is the kingdom program of God begun in, well, let's say Genesis chapter 1. Now, we're in a different era of it than had been before, but the connection is the, ma the things made known through His holy apostles and prophets. And there Paul tightly connects himself to all of the other apostles. So how many are there? I say 13, you can say 12, meet you at the gates of heaven. Jesus announced the inauguration of the new covenant. Remember that? Some of you have been attending a church where there's been a wonderful series on the covenants of God recently, culminating in the new covenant. Jesus announced the inauguration of the new covenant the night before He went to the cross. And from then on, the details of this recently unfolded or last to be unfolded era of the kingdom of God has been revealed, made known, written down, proclaimed by the apostles and prophets. And the essentials of it stand written forever for us in the New Testament. Now, as I said, it seems that while the apostles traveled a great deal, the prophets probably more limited to one location, at least one at a time. Um, there's just not evidence of them traveling from place to place. But understand this. These two, apostles and prophets, were foundational to the church. Again, we don't even have to go out of the context. Let's stay here in the book of Ephesians. Go back one more chapter to chapter 2, verses 19 and 20. Paul says, So then you are no longer strangers and aliens. That's terminology of Gentiles in relationship to Jews. He's saying, no, we're all one body now in Christ. You are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and are of God's household, having been built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus Himself being the chief cornerstone. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.